0: week on Young Nostalgia, we got a license to kill. Let's take a look. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Young Nostalgia. I'm Nolan. As always, we got 009, Ben. <laughs> He's over there. I, honestly, I'm not I'm not going to lie, I was pretty nervous about using that intro of License to Kill cuz I know we've done a James Bond episode before. And I was like, I'm pretty damn sure if there's anything I would have coming up with like that episode, it would have been We Have a License to Kill. Let's take a look. So
1: <laughs> I don't I honestly don't remember. I thought I thought you were going somewhere else with that cuz I was I was going to say something about uh you know for for the for legal purposes for the show, we actually do not have a license to kill. <laughs>
0: That's a, honestly, man, I messed up. Should we just do that again? <laughs> we better switch seats, man. You, you're getting better at this stuff than I am. Uh, ben, how are you doing today, big guy? <clears throat> sitting right next to me. Um, you smell better than last time. You, it seems like you've taken a shower since then.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. You know it's bad when you can uh, start catching a whiff about 800 miles away.
0: <laughs> when the hit when the wind hits just right <laughs> right <laughs> wind's gotta be blowing real good right <laughs> i'm guessing you, you're doing all right
1: oh yeah i'm sorry i missed <laughs> i missed the first question because we started talking about other stuff afterwards. sorry yeah, I, I am doing I, quite do- well how are you how are okay. you doing Nolan?
0: doing i'm doing quite well <laughs> so like so i was so, like so are you doing all right i was like, I was like, should I ask it again or just like move on?
1: Well, I don't know. You like asked me if I'm you asked me how I was doing, then you immediately went into me smelling bad and then I'm <laughs> like, okay, so we're just gonna gloss over the question then, okay, that's what, that's whatever.
0: <laughs> just kidding. Ben doesn't smell bad. He smells like like uh like the Costco size of dove soap. It's good stuff.
1: <laughs> I wanna I wanna smell like something manly.
0: Like, manly, it's nice on your skin, man.
1: Like dove dove for men though.
0: There we go. Dove Men Plus Care.
1: Yeah, I really think they should come out with like, I mean, not not like any of those soaps smell bad, but they need to be like, like gasoline and black powder or something like that. You know, I
0: feel like gasoline and black powder. I feel like like they would sell quite a bit of quite a bit of soap that way. Used motor oil. (laughs) (laughs) What the diesel fuel and bearing grease. Diesel fuel, what else? Like jerky, <laughs> beef jerky, like raw beef jerky. Just spread that beef on jerky your torso. and mud. Beef jerky and mud. <laughs> what's the what's the like worst kind of beer? Bud Light. Here you go. There we go. Bud Light. Bud Light soap.
1: <laughs> I, I you know what? I am sure that that's a thing because I want to say someone for Christmas this slash someone in my family got Budweiser soap. I think. So I would imagine really? that Bud Light would be a soap as well.
0: You know what? I mean, out of all the people that missed out on an opportunity, it could have been you and me having a soap business where we make soap out of all the range of beers around. Like Natty Light, boom, soap. Yingling, boom, soap. <laughs> Miller High Life, the high, the the, the, the champagne, champagne of freaking soap. soap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we missed an uh, opportunity here. What are we
0: doing? We did. We we're did. in the wrong business. Uh maybe we can just go into like whiskey soaps or wine soaps.
1: I would venture to say that we're we've probably already been beat to that market. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for sure,
1: but I'm pretty sure that's not an original idea.
0: I- You're probably right. Anyway, (laughs) let's get back to it. We got episode 123 for you this week. Thank you so much for joining us again. Can you believe it? Two weeks in a row. It's a new record. We're going to be talking about Casino Royale. My last pick as we round out the movie recommendations for each other. Um, and it was really funny because we talked way back when putting these you know, movies pen to paper with the recommendation. And Ben was like, you know, I've, I know I've seen some of the Daniel Craig stuff. <laughs> not all of them. Turns out he has seen Casino Royale. He texted me. What was it? I don't know. Maybe Sunday or something like that. And he was just like, you know what? I, I remember most of this. <laughs> but the
1: thing is, it's not like <clears throat> it's not like I saw the first scene and was like, oh, man, I've seen this movie before. I mm-hmm. watched... Every single main like scene after it was over, I'm like, gosh, that sounds familiar. But I didn't necessarily <laughs> know what was coming next. And it took me to the entire end of the movie where I'm like, you know what? I guess if I've seen this, if I remember this much, I've probably seen the movie before. Right. <laughs> and I don't know where I would have... I have no idea where I would have watched it. Like, I know for right. a fact I never... Rented it, never sat down intentionally watching it, so it must have been just like on TV or something,
0: right? Right, or maybe like something weird, one off thing in college sometime or high school, or who knows.
1: But and you know, my first thought when I started remembering stuff, I was like, Oh, you know, I (laughs) it sounds stupid, I played the video game, (laughs) oh yeah, and I really, really liked it, and I played it several times, and I'm like, You know what, maybe that's what. I'm remembering some of these key scenes from and then once we got farther enough through the movie I realized that wait a second I didn't even own this game I had Quantum of Solace (laughs) so I know for a fact I've never seen that movie but I've played that video game and so that's when I put it together that I'm like I probably watched it it was a totally new movie to me at that point because I didn't remember any of it so it might as well have been a new movie but uh, yeah, I definitely have seen that's, this movie before, so we violated really the movie funny. pick series rules for the first we time.
0: We did. That's that's okay. That's all right. But <laughs> either way, we'll get into Ben's raw hot topics of James Bond soap. What do you think, man? Should we get into it? Let's do it. <laughs> Lather this baby up. I'm laughing at my own jokes over here, Ben. What's up, big guy? What, <laughs> what, what were your ideas on this movie? Um, oh. so right, <laughs> pretty much right <laughs> in the beginning of
1: the movie, uh, we were watching it and we both. It sounds bad because it, we we didn't dis okay. So I'll pre- preface all this saying we didn't dislike the movie <laughs> at all. Great movie, had a great time watching it but we just got you and sierra yeah yeah we just got into a rhythm of ripping on it (laughs) for the first 15 minutes or so like (laughs) like like back to back to back scenes were like what what is that come on what are we doing here that was ridiculous like and we didn't dislike any of it but it's almost like we just got into a groove of back and forth doing it because (laughs) if you've seen this movie before it opens up the first, I don't know, maybe half hour of the movie, extremely action-packed, chase scenes, that sort of thing. Right, right, right. Absolutely full of the terrible movie, action movie cliches. Um you know, the classic stuff like ridiculous jumps that would break the shatter the legs of normal oh. people jumping <laughs> and clinging to ledges that is super unrealistic, running through oh. gunfire like a wall of gunfire and coming out untouched, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. and for whatever reason, like, and it was definitely not the most over the top that you could ever see, but I don't know. We just got into, we got into such a rhythm. And then I actually said like, you know, we have to stop or else we're not going to like enjoy the movie. We're going <laughs> to be doing this the whole time. We need to just stop. And we did. And then enjoyed the movie, but, uh, it was kind of funny, um, that we got into, you know, uh, bullets, sparking off of surfaces that there's uh, under no circumstances would there ever be sparks you know
0: like 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 a like a brick building or something yeah, like, like a that. lead yeah. bullet
1: which doesn't spark anyway bouncing off of a brick building that you know it's not it's not possible you know stuff right. like that that is right you pick out every once in a while but for whatever reason we just got into the groove of just tearing it up i'm like yeah, we gotta
0: stop because <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny no i mean like it it, it almost makes sense like looking back on it. Yeah. But I'm also just like a huge Daniel Craig, James Bond fan. So mm-hmm. like right off the beginning, I wasn't even thinking of like the nuances of this doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? Because it would just defy human ability. Right. Um, and just like <laughs> accepting it and be like, man, Daniel Craig is cool. I want to be like him when I'm 42 and all this other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, definitely. you know, if if you think about it though, like, out of all of that, it would make sense that James Bond can can do it, right? I mean, he's a highly trained professional with, like, the people that can kill somebody with a pen ten different ways. Like, he's that kind mm-hmm. of guy. But when right. you have some weird, like, one-off street peddler with a pipe bomb in his bag and you think he can, like, climb up scaffolding by holding it and then just, like, running up the side of scaffolding, like, on a building, it's like that that makes it seem almost like too much.
1: Well, not even that, but say that that bad guy was like a parkour expert and could do all of that. They visibly showed that Daniel Craig or I guess, you know, James Bond was not as. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good at that sort of thing. Right. You know, they showed he like he was not as fluid in doing any of that stuff, kind of smacked into walls, accidentally tripped and (laughs) fell, you know, that sort of thing and yet somehow he was keeping up with him
0: yeah no absolutely doesn't make a
1: ton of sense
0: (laughs) my favorite was when the bad guy like does the little jump through the half finished drywall and then all of a sudden james (laughs) bond comes through and just crashes through the wall (laughs) instead of like trying to finesse
1: yes that was it's yeah that's exactly (laughs) what i'm talking about where where it was like yeah okay i can suspension of disbelief i can believe that this person may have the ability to do this, but then Dan, uh, James Bond doesn't, and he's yeah, still keeping right. up with them. I'm like, eh, right. it's a little bit, you know, not believable. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't know. That. And, and, you know, that sort of thing, you have to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt in every action movie. So it's not like it was anything new. And, you know, I didn't dislike it at all, but just for whatever reason, we just. We got on a roll, and it was it was (laughs) kind of funny, just making fun of it all, and like "Eh, we gotta stop. (laughs) Um, But I guess I guess kind of going on that same, it's the pretty much the same scene. It actually sparks this whole series of events off. What was the deal with? I, I don't know his name. He was another MI6 guy that. It was like Bond's contact in Madagascar that he was working with. Bond was up right. high observing, and then his this other guy was in the crowd um, kind of trying to get up close to this uh, bomb maker they were trying to catch. And it he's obviously high enough in MI6 to be doing field work, but then he's making that stupid rookie mistake of touching his ear when he's trying to talk on the radio right you know what i mean and that sparks this whole thing off i'm like ah that was another thing where it's like i don't know that like obviously (laughs) you need something to drive the plot along i plot along i get it but i don't know that was the first thing i thought of is there's no way that someone high enough high up enough to be doing field work like that like high level field work kind of like that there's no way he's making that mistake
0: right no, I I I saw that and I and I absolutely respect it. I wonder if it's almost like the director or the writer's way of, of showing that even though James Bond is like reckless in what he does, mm-hmm. um, he's also smart. You know, like he wasn't the one to do that. He was the one to be like, "What are you doing? You're an idiot! Don't do that." You know, like obviously he has unconventional ways, but he's also not dumb.
1: Yeah. No. I I, I definitely I definitely get that. Like it's. Like there's a difference between just being an idiot and <laughs> just taking chances. An
0: or right. like I mean, we, see, we like, see that in daily life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. That's why we don't work for MI6. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or do we? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I guess next point I have is uh I, I kinda I kinda saw that you had something in there uh, something similar. Uh, definitely takes his license to kill very literally because that was pretty much right after he's promoted it's he's just stacking
0: bodies right (laughs) (laughs) that's actually really funny that you said that (laughs) he's like finally and then just like goes like it's right when you get your driver's license and then you just like drive for hours on end and just hang out you know Right, like like you get your driver's license, like hell no, you're not heading straight home, like you know you're going places,
1: (laughs) taking the scenic route, yeah,
0: right, right, and uh, that's actually really funny.
1: And after I think he made his uh, uh, the first person he killed, uh, I guess it was that uh, it was the bomb maker, right, um, and M, you know, he's getting chastised by Agent M about it, and it didn't nothing really change nothing really changed if anything it got a little bit worse um and i'll say it wasn't necessarily some of them weren't necessarily his fault like he was attacked by the two uh like the militia guys from mm, like africa in the, in the casino yeah you know not necessarily his fault but i don't know it's just funny that you know it's it kicks off the movie with him being promoted you know, to getting his license to kill and then they like right. I said, he just starts killing everybody. Everybody winds up dead around <laughs> this guy.
0: <laughs> right. No, I no, I think that's a really good point. And like something that, that I feel like this movie really sticks out. Obviously it's like a reboot and all that kind of thing. Um, and I forgot to read like the description about the movie in general, but pretty much like it's a reboot kind of going back to like beginning James Bond. And mm-hmm. it shows a little bit more of him Maybe a little bit more clumsy, a little bit more reckless, kind of more of like a vulnerable Bond. Mm -hmm. But with that, I think the movie does really good, though, um, in kind of showing like the cockiness and like his arrogance. The movie even like goes out of its way to like pinpoint how arrogant James Bond is. Like many of the characters are like, you know, if your ego wasn't in the way or because of your arrogance, this blah, blah, blah happened and all this other kind of stuff. But... I think they lay it on so thick to kind of show that the way James Bond operates is that he gets stuff done and nobody else can do it like James Bond. Like there's there's no poker player that can play like James Bond. There's nobody that kind of looks so close at a situation and can find every pitfall in a character Mm -hmm. like James Bond. So they're like, I hate you, but I love you. And we have no other choice than to just use you because you're a piece of shit. And you're the only one that can get the job done. <laughs> so right. like the, the whole movie is like really cool. And, and I, in and watching this, I mean, it's been a couple of years for me since I watched it. I really picked up on that. How James Bond just getting promoted. M was like, I know I'm going to regret this, but you know, in the end of the day, James Bond is almost like a guy of like an ends to a mean, right? Or means to an end. Sorry. <laughs> right. No, I, I know exactly <laughs> and,
1: what you're saying. He's like a necessary evil kind of thing.
0: Exactly, yeah, um, yeah.
1: And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's... I don't... I am I'm by no means a James Bond expert. I've seen what little I've seen of the older movies where, like, my parents were maybe watching them and I saw a few minutes of it here or there. You know what I mean? Right. And... But from what I know of it, the Daniel Craig series... He's he's such a different bond than the old bonds. You know, there wasn't. I won't say there wasn't a ton of action, but it was different action Uh-huh. for sure. I'll, for sure. I'll say he wasn't as in the older ones. He wasn't as gritty, wasn't as, you know, kind of hardcore, um, you know, because his backstory is an ex SAS agent, right. um, which is pretty, you know, special forces, hardcore field work kind of stuff. And and that's understating it too, um, and you know, and I think if they made that transition, like any other Bond movie, where it just kind of picks up in the middle of something, if they made that transition, then it wouldn't make sense. But since they brought it right. back and l- looking at Bond as he was just um, promoted to a double O agent, I think it makes more sense that they made that transition because. Obviously, they wanted to turn the franchise into something a little bit different, change the theme of the franchise a little bit, and that was a good way of doing it. Like I said, rather than doing it right in the middle, um, not having a great continuity of, like, why is he so much different, they Uh took it back like he was new, and they were portraying him and really grinding it home that he was new, he was kind of... uh, Uh, rough around the edges kind of finding his groove a little bit Um, right and i think they did a good job with that and that was a good way of doing it without over explaining explaining or under explaining and not making sense and i I think it worked out pretty well
0: right and definitely granted like He's not invincible, too. I mean, the guy got shot Mm -hmm. with a nail gun. The guy comes (laughs) out bloody in every fight. You know what I mean? Like, the enemies don't just, like, not get a hit on him, which is kind of nice to see and stuff.
1: Yeah, he ends up ruining his suit a couple times. He's not always unscathed. I mean, there was uh, pretty early on, he was in a fight, and he went several more scenes. You know, it's not like a normal action movie where the hero is all the cuts on his face are magically healed in the next scene, you know, they <laughs> yeah. carried all that through. Um, Yeah. Uh, just totally, totally different bond, but I think it works. And I am, I'm like I said, I, I'm not an expert on James Bond. Haven't seen the old ones, but I do. I would think it's pretty hard to beat Daniel Craig as, oh, yeah. as bond
0: for sure. And I know we've kind of talked about this before too, but I am a firm believer. And then, that- And like each generation has their own bond. And I think Daniel Daniel Craig is obviously our bond where it's like going to the future, you know, like our kids or whatever, like our, our, our love and respect for bond is going to come from when Daniel Craig was bond for, you know, 15 years. Right, We're going to be like, this is the bond that we knew we grew up with and that we enjoyed. So now
1: I, Spectre was supposed to be Daniel Craig's last bond film, but didn't there was going to be a big thing about the the next Bond movie was going to be someone different, but then I thought I heard that he got pulled back into the franchise for like one more. Is that correct?
0: Yep, yep, yeah. He has one more. Um, he has one more that's coming out later this year. Actually, let me look here. Uh, no time to die. Yeah, yeah. No time to die. So yep. So I'm pretty I'm pretty pretty pumped about that.
1: Yeah, later this year you said, so I'm definitely going yeah. to have uh, to, I like I said, I've never seen Quantum of Solace, so we're going to have to watch that, and I would like to watch the was Skyfall Inspector again, and yep. maybe in yep. preparation for, for that movie. Um, Absolutely, so I'm man. That'd, kind that'd of excited about that. Very cool. Um, moving down the list a bit, kind of moving along, we've been, holy cow, 20 minutes in. Um <laughs> So one thing I noticed is there was kind of an odd combination of technology, kind of. Okay. Um, you know, my biggest example of this is, you know, everyone's it was set in 2006, I believe, um, still using flip phones, um, and we did see very, very early full screen touch phones a little bit, right. and I think even those were still like the the full the full screen touch, but then they slid out for the keyboard. Uh that kind Uh of phone but then they were able to just pull up real time updating and three dimensional which doesn't even really exist it's not really a thing (laughs) three dimensional GPS tracking and it just instantly pulled up like this weird line outline drawing of the building they were in and showed exactly (laughs) where someone was at in the floor of this building I'm like okay come on (laughs) <laughs> um you know, I mean it's it's James Bond, so that's part of the thing is unrealistic technology, but it is just kind of I kind of found it funny because you know, that's technology that we know. We know how we knew uh-huh. how crappy those flip phones were and the phones <laughs> directly afterward. I mean, they were terrible.
0: Blackberries um, and all that good stuff. It,
1: yeah, even blackberries, yeah, were you know far inferior to what we have now and it, it, this kind of just struck me a little bit cuz the things that they were doing with them when <laughs> we know full well how terrible they were and i just that right. kind of it kind of uh it was easy to relate to i guess is what i'm saying yeah. um and I, I found that interesting as well and then we saw we saw these things like uh uh they're tracking his health stats through that implant oh. that that uh tracking chip that they gave him and, and stuff like that I'm like oh that's pretty cool and it's just kind of the thing that we don't see i mean we see we do see it all the time in these movies this outlandish technology that's not explained or anything and, and i guess they yeah. explain it kind of by just being this super top secret government technology that <laughs> right, and they leave it right. at that because once you once you do that you don't have to explain it at all right
0: right right absolutely (laughs) absolutely i mean i I think your point absolutely valid um and it's funny i i can bring in like my kind of thoughts too is that um my main point was just kind of like this is like a 15 year old movie Mm -hmm. and if you take the area of that technology gap and then like sometimes the cars i mean granted like that new aston martin he had in the movie like looked like something that could still be valued today but Mm -hmm. um if you take all of that out, like the movie holds up, man, like there is no part of that, that made it seem dated. Really? No, the acting was great. The cinematography was great. Like they did a good job to like almost make it timeless just as much as James Bond is timeless. And you know, that's really
1: the only thing. It's the couple times you see cell phones. That's Uh really the only thing that kind of dates the movie a little bit aside from, uh, every once in a while you see vehicles right. like, uh, regular, uh, I don't want to say commercial, but, uh, middle of the road vehicles that you can tell are new in that movie, uh-huh. like a Ford Explorer right. or, uh, F one like a Ford
0: Focus and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. You can tell that those in the movie were portrayed as brand new vehicles. And so that dates it a little bit too, but for the most part, it's just the cell phones, that really right. make it stick out as mid 2000s. Um other than that, you could if you if you superimpose an iPhone into any of those scenes, uh you wouldn't be able to tell that this movie wasn't made last year.
0: Right. No, absolutely. Which is kind yeah. of amazing. Um, it is. It is.
1: And, and, and amazing and interesting at the same time how it, it could be <laughs> so timeless like that. Um Yeah course that being said it's not like it was i mean it's a relatively modern movie too it's not like it was made in the 70s or
0: anything like that but (laughs) that's true like imax (laughs) and stuff is still a thing like you know yeah
1: like in the grand scheme of things (laughs) it wasn't really that long ago but i guess when we're talking about you know the exponential growth in technology i guess it is yeah um one of the big things i wanted to talk to you about was the music Ooh, yeah, um, let's go! And I know Sorry. that you have a note got- about the Bond, the classic Bond theme.
0: Right, right, right.
1: But, you know, once again, I don't know a ton about the older movies, but it seems like the Daniel Craig movies always have, each movie itself has a musical theme to it.
0: Okay, right.
1: And I don't know much about the, the, the chosen artist for this movie, But it seems like the kind of it's almost like the cover music used in the uh, the opening credits, which are always kind of really, really produced in the Daniel, at least the Daniel Craig series. There's kind of a full music sequence that goes along with that. And then they use that same artist kind of featured throughout the rest of the movie. And I don't necessarily know, I don't obviously don't know about Quantum of Solace, but the big one that comes to mind is Adele in Skyfall, how that is used over and over and over. And uh, kind of like the, using that artist as a theme for the movie, it seemed like that was kind of a trend that was started with this movie as well. Like I said, I don't know anything about the artist or the piece that is used in the beginning of that film, but it seems like it, pops up later on and at least very similar music was used later on kind of tying back to that first feature
0: right no absolutely absolutely and i i absolutely like respect that i think it's pretty cool that you picked up on that um it's always been like a long-standing thing that it's a pretty big deal when you're like signed on as the artist to like make the title song of a james bond movie Mm -hmm. like paul mccartney had one all that kind of stuff um oh okay i was unaware of that Right, right. I think he, he did Live and Let Die. Um And, like, you know, it's been a pretty big thing. But I, I think, like, it's so iconic, that opening scene. And mm-hmm. it's, like, they almost, like, milk the opening scene for all, all it is. Like, usually when you come with, like, opening... um Screen titles, it's usually like while the movie is still going on. Like they're not taking Mm -hmm. the time to like go through it all. But with James Bond movies, it's like you have a solid three, three and a half minutes of this because they play through that entire song. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like something like truly iconic. But I totally see where that theme keeps on coming in, especially when like action tends to pick up a little bit and you start hearing it a little bit more.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, that's.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No,
1: I was just going to say that's interesting because, I mean, that's part of what I was going to ask you about if you knew. like um, I didn't necessarily know that that was a classic Bond movie trait. Um, It's just something I noticed in the, what is it, three of the four movies now that I've seen of the newer ones. Um, And that's, as far as I know, that type of, uh, artist feature in a film is pretty unique to this series.
0: Oh yeah. Oh a- absolutely. absolutely. And it's like on top of that the layer of like the extravagant producing like you said like very produced, very fluid almost. Like there's no changing. Everything is very graphical and whimsical and like just kind of like weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I mean it all works and it's just like part of the James Bond, of, Bond experience. Like you know you're watching a Bond scene when it gets crazy extravagant. And a lot of times there's like an opening scene that goes straight into like the huge, uh, long song and then graphical stuff. Like a lot of times something will come up and then it's like that iconic, like, uh, gun barrel. Mm -hmm. And then that's like when it starts starts it. Right. And this one is like super interesting too, because it almost does the iconic, it does the iconic opening with a song in the beginning, but then it's at the end where you get that like iconic gun barrel. Um, you know, scene going on. But also, that's when, like, the true uh, James Bond theme comes in, is at the end. Like, it's not in the beginning. You hear a little bit throughout the whole movie and you're like, you know, obviously, you know, you're watching a Bond film, but it wasn't until the end where they just laid on thick and it's like, doo-doo, 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 which is, like, something really cool to see Mm -hmm. in a reboot where it's like, this is obviously tying back to the James Bond roots, but this is something completely new and for the modern time.
1: Yeah, and it's, the way they do it, it makes it, it's not really acknowledged, but it makes it seem almost like it's a prequel because it is his beginning of his career and it's like they're fading it into the end to set up the rest of the franchise right. as right. that music. No, I definitely see, uh, I, I definitely understand what you see there, um, how they're doing. it. And, you know, I didn't really, I, I heard the music and obviously picked up on the Bond theme, but I didn't necessarily put two and two together that they kind of, led up to it right to the full the full music right at the end so that's interesting I like that
0: yeah that's cool I I really enjoy that you that you picked up the whole music thing and and brought that up that's cool I'm rubbing (laughs) off on you man let's go (laughs) yeah you're normally
1: the music guy um so kind of my last two points going a little bit hand in hand here even though they don't necessarily look like it um so I, I with obviously we both think that uh craig is the best bond or the most the most uh relatable for us bond i i guess is a good another way of putting it that being said am i the only one who thinks he runs like a dope (laughs) like when he's when they show him sprinting especially in like a straight straight line kind of thing i mean yeah yeah just the way he looks he's kind of got a goofy look on his face he's running absolutely (laughs) straight up and down back straight like a board (laughs) and just the way he's pumping his arms with like i think he has his hands out like flat
0: yeah and i don't
1: know there's just something about him that (laughs) it looks so goofy right when he's running and (laughs)
0: Maybe maybe that's just his stunt double. Should we just like write it off and be like, "Look, Daniel Craig's perfect in every way." That's just his stunt double doing it.
1: I don't know. It's hard to write <laughs> off there just because it shows like straight close up of his face as he's running. Like right. right. You know. <laughs> that's just another thing that I picked. I feel like anytime it's a, it's not one of my movies. I always feel bad because I find things like this that sound like I'm digging on the movie but it's i'm not really that's just the thing that my my brain my brain always goes to criticism even right, when it should right right and, I, mean, I mean
0: like we're in the frame of mind of like watching this movie to like take down notes i mean obviously we're going to pick whatever we can to right to write down a talking point so <laughs>
1: I don't know. That's just something I couldn't get out of my head from the that very opening scene of the movie when he's running chasing after the the bomb maker. I'm like, ah, uh, he runs goofy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude. I absolutely respect it. No, no harm done whatsoever. Honestly, I think one of the movies that I you know absolutely love that got the least critique from you was actually The Fifth Element, which is kind of nuts. Granted, The Jackal. I like watched it myself, and it was like this movie kind of sucks.
1: <laughs> that that movie yeah uh i wasn't uh i wasn't a huge fan i wouldn't say it i wouldn't say it was a waste of time watching it but we we kind of we kind of tore it up a little bit in yeah the, uh, in the show that was one of the few times we actually did like a not as light-hearted kind of poke fun of it kind of like
0: right. eh, it was right. kind of bad like yep <laughs> I remember that movie more fondly in my dreams rather than actually watching well, it. It's I like, think
1: that if I remember right, the title of that episode was Rose-Colored Glasses.
0: <laughs> That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. I love it. Uh, so cool. that checks out. <laughs> All right, man. As we're rounding out the episode here, let me run through some of my notes, see if uh, there's anything we haven't um, really touched on. I mean, we kind of touched on a lot of Uh, the beginning aspects but I guess I just wanted to get like your thoughts I mean granted uh, you haven't you know watched as much James Bond as I have but like that opening scene of how it was very like graphical and produced like did you enjoy that kind of like with the star song and it kind of like transitioned within each other like did you thought do you enjoy that kind of thing like do you think it's kind of cool or do you think it kind of takes you out of the experience or anything like that
1: no no I don't think it I don't think it's bad at all I mean it's it's even someone who's not has no experience with Bond, it's interesting to watch. And if you kind of watch the animated sequence, it still it gives you kind of a uh, a breakdown of Bond. It's still even though it's kind of snapshotted animation, it's still action. I guess is. Right. Is what it is. And, and, you know, I I was kind of expecting it anyway because, you know, we do see it in the newer ones, the Spectre. And especially if I remember right, I've seen – the only reason I keep going back to Skyfall is because I've seen it several times. Um, That opening scene, I remember that one is just – it's long if I remember right. Oh, yeah. That's a very long one, very intricate. Um, That one doesn't necessarily have the same – type of intro necessarily that one is kind of a really really cgi'd um flowing uh graphics not necessarily showing bond doing anything really Um, it's just
0: like a trippy experience
1: yeah it's kind of got yeah a little bit more of that kind of feel and it's and so i was i was going into this movie kind of expecting that anyway so it didn't really throw me off i thought it fit i I, I, I like it. I guess I I, I don't. I guess I'm kind of neutral on it. Okay. Um I don't necessarily need it, but I I do like it. You know. Cool. Um, doesn't cool. distract from anything in the movie. Doesn't hurt the continuity of the very opening scene versus getting into the movie. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I like it. Doesn't it doesn't distract from anything for me.
0: Cool. Cool. I'm a fan. Um, awesome. I yeah. I just wanted to get get your hot take on it because I just appreciate. I appreciate knowing what you like and don't like. My opinion matters to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, a quick side note, it kind of like going along with the very beginning where it's like whenever Bond needs somebody alive, I mean, you already know what's about to happen. Uh, <laughs> they're about to die. That's true, but okay. So the the prominent
1: part of this movie was M chastisement him about we needed him alive. Well, right. I mean, I realized that In the series of events leading up to him to Bond killing him, yeah, that could have gone differently and he could have taken him alive, but right there in the end when he actually kills him, he didn't really have a choice.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, and so, you know, I get it that the whole deal didn't go down the way it was supposed to, but in the end, leaving him alive or killing him, he didn't have a choice. It was let him go and come back empty handed and the bad guy gets away. Or he right. comes back empty handed and the bad guy can't do anything bad anymore.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So exactly.
1: Uh, I'm kind of on his side on that one. But yeah, I, but going back to your original point, I 100% agree because we need him alive. Okay. And then promptly kills the guy. <laughs> right. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. No, I, I agree with you on that point. I think obviously... Uh, you know as as rugged and reckless as he is james bond does what what, does what he needs to do so Mm -hmm. in the end he does he does what uh what's needed so uh yeah we talked about the music um and then we've kind of already talked about how for us daniel craig is like the all-around amazing bond like sometimes if you and i going back to like older bonds it, it feels like certain actors might bring a different kind of persona that leans more towards charisma rather than action or, you know, mm-hmm. more of like finesse or something like that rather finesse than finesse or than being action. smooth or
1: yeah, yeah. Right,
0: right. And Daniel Craig kind of like puts all of this together in like one smooth silky ball that you can <laughs> uh mess around with. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Title of the episode: One one big smooth silky ball.
1: I'll do it. I'll I'll make that the title. I don't
0: care. I love it. All right. Closing arguments, Ben. What is your overall uh rating of Casino Royale?
1: Um I'll say gosh. I, you know, I I hate rating these movies because I always find myself rating them so high that I don't. <laughs> I, you know what? You know I, I handcuff myself into a smaller window <laughs> right, because it right, seems right. like I rate everything so high. <laughs> right. Um, Feel free,
0: man. I mean, this thing is is probably a solid seven. I'm not gonna lie.
1: No, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say strong to like eight, eight and a half. I'll say.
0: Eight and a half. All right, cool, um,
1: cool. And I will say the only, you know, I made fun of it all the time earlier, especially in my section, and that I, I shouldn't have because it was a really enjoyable movie. If I want to give it like a realistic con, just for a uh, explanation of my eight point five, I'll say the only thing that keeps it from in the nines is it's there was kind of a lot of action up front. And then I feel like there was a a real... It was kind of a slump where it wasn't boring by any means, but the movie, it just kind of changed.
0: Right, right. You know, it went right.
1: into the mind game kind of thing, which I, I, I totally get. But it just seemed like for a Bond movie, especially a Daniel Craig Bond movie, it seems like it, it went into a slump and went kind of for long stretches of time without any action or anything like that. And I'll say that, and in, in even that's, it's not really that big of a deal, but I'll say that's kind of what broke it down out of the nine range right.
0: for me. Right. No, I, I absolutely respect that. And, I, and honestly, like, I think it's really good that you brought that up because I wasn't even thinking about this. But yeah, there's, there's like long stretches of like super intense, whether it be, you know, mind game or even action. But then there's also points where it's just like, at like a low drawl in between, Mm -hmm. like especially after everything with the casino, he gets out of the hospital and then him and Vesper are like in this whole big love weird romance thing on the beach. Then all of a sudden they're in a bed and then they're doing all this other stuff. But like that whole long thing, the whole tone of the movie completely changed. James Bond is some weird Play-Doh dude now and he's like not cool, calm and collected. He's kind of like, goo goo eyes you know it, it, it's like it, it's just weird and it kind of throws you off a yeah, little he, bit. he went from he just did a 180
1: on. and was kind of like a live free nothing matters kind of guy right
0: right and right like
1: ah, that's i don't know it just kind of changed and it was an abrupt change in plot it I guess. Was.
0: It was. It it was almost trying to like tie like the whole movie all made sense. And then all of a sudden there's just like this one loose string over here that would make sense to bring in Mr. White or whatever at the end. And -hmm. they're like, well, somehow we need to just tie these together. And the way they did it, like maybe wasn't exactly the best, a little bit weird. But either way, I'm with you. I think I'll I'll give it like about an 8.5. So,
1: okay. Awesome. Very good. I mean, it's still so we, not bad, let's be honest here. I mean, oh, we're yeah. rating out of 10. One to 10, obviously. Um, right. And we should probably broaden our range a little bit. <laughs>
0: we should. One to 50.
1: I don't think we've rated anything lower than... Six, I think, right? Six, and that was the jackal, But and that was the outlier. I don't think, aside <laughs> from that, there's been nothing below... <laughs> and uh a seven or mid eight you know like I yeah. I, I just yeah. realized that just now as I was about to rate this I'm like you know we rate everything so high that our range really becomes three from seven to
0: ten <laughs> yeah yeah, you're right no you're right
1: <laughs> so we might have to change the scale a little bit if we ever do this
0: again <laughs> Yeah, for the next time for the next time I love it All right, man. Let's wrap this puppy up. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you so, so much on episode 123 all about Casino Royale as we're diving deep and uh, discovering... Our, uh, our love in the beginning of Daniel Craig's James Bond. As always, if you enjoy what you listen to, you can find us on all of your Apple, uh, sorry, all of your podcasting platforms, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. We're out there. If you enjoy it, please rate and review. Take a few seconds. Let us know what you enjoy in some tippity-tappity of the keyboard. Let us know what you enjoy about the show. We want to hear from you as well. You can email us, reach out to Ben and I directly, straight into our DMs. Like Slide into the DMs. Slide in. Slide like just lather up in some maple syrup and just slide on in there. We like it <laughs> sticky. Anyway, you can email us at youngmustajapod <laughs> at gmail You can find us there. Let us know what you think, as well as uh, ideas for future episodes. So if you want to be in the studio with us, we're there too. Ben, what do you think? Big guy, uh, anything else?
1: No, I think that was super fun. Uh, a definitely a good movie to end on in the series here. Uh, hopefully, we haven't talked about it yet. Hopefully, we've got something great coming out for you next week. <laughs> yeah, um, I know.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> that out on next Sunday. To
1: be determined. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, a, a great movie to uh, end our little our little series on
0: absolutely man I'm loving it alright that's the episode 123 coming at you it feels good to be back in front of the mic as always Ben what do we say here on Young Nostalgia
1: keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full
0: we'll talk to you next week